And welcome back to yet another edition of Two Steps Ahead Podcast. Two Steps Ahead Podcast, highlighting the stuff we've stepped in so you don't have to. My name is Son Edom, or as my co-host likes to call me, the great. Yes. In fact, you should go to the store online and buy the t-shirt that says the great Son Edom. Yes, With you number should. seven on it. Actually, you should buy mine because I'm the favorite yes. co-host. Alongside somebody, <laughs> besides being the favorite co-host, is packing up her camping gear yes. and getting set to pitch her tent in front of Disneyland because she heard it's opening pretty soon and she wants to be the first one in line. In line. Not really. Are you a Disneyland fan? Not that much. Oh, okay. I know some people. I know some people that that, uh, that cannot hurt. wait yes. to get there. They saw the opening and like Instagram and social media lit up yeah like everyone's like just nuts about getting back in that place so good for them that's good yeah. um but it'll be interesting to see how they pull that off because um people like you who gave me flack for going to vegas i did which was actually probably the cleanest place in the world so i feel like we should have a no plexiglass yeah right here because yeah because you're gonna get me sick you because brought I was everything the, back i inhaled hand sanitizer <laughs> my whole system has been purified <laughs> From the stuff that they put out in the air out there. Yes. Um, no, but it'll be interesting to see how people, uh, you know, how they respond to uh, to the, some of these openings. It'll be kind of interesting. Um, hey, so um, kind of look like Mario. Do I look like Mario? Kind of look retro. Yeah, retro? A Mario Kart. Do, do you have like banana peels come out of the back of your car when you're driving down the street? Yes. But but besides the retro look, it's all about the shoes, people. You need to check out these boots. Yes. The boots. Look at these boots. If you're watching us on YouTube or IGTV, check those out. Now, the song goes, the boots were made for walking. No. Yes. These and boots were made with the bell bottoms. Look at these bell bottoms, right? How fun are these? So that is. So I just sit here the whole yes, hour the with my leg up on the table. With your red boots. <laughs> with, uh, what was it, Kelly Pickler, your red high heels yes. boots? <laughs> They're so fun. They don't necessarily go with the shirt I'm wearing, no. but. There's nowhere to go right now, so I'm just going to wear them. Well, see, I thought, I'd, well, one, the cool boots, but also there's a lot more that goes on to the show behind the scenes and like off screen and everything <laughs> that goes on to the show, then more than you know. More than you know. And so we thought the boots, but the boots, it's all about the shoes. So where are you going to go? Where are you going to go in your boots? I'm just going to parade around the house because okay. everything is still closed. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're sort of kind of opening yeah. up, but um, yeah. yeah. So, and I ordered a dress that I have nowhere to go, but man, did it feel good to find something that was like the hallelujah chorus. It is retail therapy, people. Yes. Speaking of things not opening, <laughs> I just came back from a place where everything's open. In Vegas? No. Oh. Nebraska. Oh, ah, yes. yes. Vegas, Vegas was partial. And I just got back from a kind of a, what turned out to be like a family reunion. Do tell. In, uh, in Nebraska, it was the Omaha, Lincoln area. Mm-hmm. Now, my second radio job was in western Nebraska, which is about 400 miles or so from, from Lincoln and Omaha, mm-hmm. which are the two big cities and the only really two big cities in say. Nebraska. <laughs> uh, anyways, B-A-B. and so, um, yeah, so it was fun. It was a good time. Got, got to see family. You know, we all grew up in Southern California, uh, my cousins and I, and we've all scattered. We've got Oregon. We've got now Nebraska. Used to be Florida. And then we've got, well, we still got Florida. One of my cousins couldn't make it because she's having a baby. Uh, she's still in Florida. And then we have Oklahoma, and then my aunt and uncle came from, they're Minnesota, Florida, but they're in Minnesota right now. They're Minnesota people, I think, right now. Um, and so, yeah, so it was pretty good. It was a lot of fun. And so it just kind of reminded me of the fact that, you know, family, especially in, in times that we're going through, you know, whether it be um, 
difficult times or whether it be like celebratory times. You know, we've got we've got other good things actually going on. You know, we've we've just kind of come through the graduation season. Yes. Uh, you know, like I said, my my cousin's going to have a baby. Um, so we have, you know, different aspects of life and who knows, you know, after this lockdown, we might have another baby boomer generation coming <laughs> out of right. it. That's um, right. But, you know, it's kind of important. And I know some people may not have family, but maybe the family of friends or the family unit, so to speak, you know, a group of people that come together that you can really rely on. Um, so it's just kind of interesting to, as I was sitting there thinking about the trip and thinking about what we did and, um, about the concept of family. Mm-hmm. And, um, one of the unique things, which was really kind of cool, was uh, in radio, radio is such a small world too that you don't really want to burn bridges or do too many bad things to people because you're always crossing paths, okay? Mm-hmm. And so um, when I was back there, the first, my first radio job was in Estherville, Iowa, and it was only a couple hours away. So I took off and I went and revisited the town and the city, well, not the city, the town, and the station. Mm-hmm. And so um, it was actually pretty cool to kind of get back there and see the roots of where it all started. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's changed a little bit, not a whole lot. I think time stood still in that town. <laughs> it uh, has a tendency to does. do that in the Midwest. Uh, but it also brought back a flood of memories about starting out in radio because if we sit here and do this, you know, you think about on those crossroads of life, you know, that come up, if I hadn't taken that job mm-hmm. and left L.A. and gone to Iowa – would we be here today? Mm-hmm. I don't know. You never know. You never know. I don't know. Possibly not. But a lot of the stuff that is going on today started many, many, many moons ago mm-hmm. in a small cow town in northwest Iowa. And mm-hmm. so it's kind of fun to get back to the roots. I wasn't able to get to the Nebraska station because, like I said, it was 400 miles away on the other side of the state, which would have been fun to see. But uh, That's see a long Iowa. drive. Yeah, see Iowa and across Nebraska. <clears throat> Trust me. Many, many <laughs> other things you'd rather do than drive across the state. I did it so many times. Uh, but no, so anyway, so getting back to something that's a little bit more relevant, get off this trip down memory lane. Are we, is this a tangential plot line we're doing yes, today? Yes, we're tangential. <laughs> we are totally tangential today. That's what we're doing. Kaping. But um, But yeah, so anyway, so we got family, we've got uh, graduations, we've got all kinds of things going on that's actually good. And so, um, and I know you've got some stuff going on, you know, with graduations that mm-hmm. are at least, you know, as far as finishing schools mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Virtual. So, Ours virtual, were virtual. Yeah. Yep. So I think there's a lot of good things, too, that we can start focusing on besides the negative that I think is is a positive and makes us feel better. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting because we, we need those traditions. We need those milestones, the, you know, the accomplishments. And we can say, you know, it's... Um, we have to look at the accomplishment and look at everything that, that we did. And it's not, maybe the ceremony isn't so important, but you know, they, they kind of are important because it's part of the tradition and it's part of, I was thinking about this not too long ago about um, why it is that traditions are so important and why it is that, you know, holidays and ceremonies and, and what is it that we're so adamant about holding on to, you know, those. And, um, Part of what I kind of came up with is that it's a sense of comfort to have those traditions, those ceremonies to look forward to. We know what to expect, something that we can plan for, something that we can visualize and be creative. And um, But then it's also, you know, like a, um, a rite of passage, you know, a sense of belonging. So it's kind of, I feel bad for the graduates that they, we missed, um, my daughter missed hers. So we, um, it was a virtual, um, thing and, and her college was in another state. So we didn't even have the opportunity and it was a master's degree on top of that. So, um, it wasn't like, um, we didn't have the opportunity for 
any sort of, you know, drive by or, you know, whatever. Um, but I feel bad for the, the graduates and the weddings and, and there's all these traditions and all these family, um, things that are not happening, you know, because of this environment. Yeah. See the graduations, my undergrad, I was on the quarter system. And so my last class ended in March, the winter quarter from Mm. January to March. Yes. And then I, or I guess it was end of March, early April. And so as soon as I finished class, I took off and went to Iowa for my radio job. Mm -hmm. And so I missed my undergrad graduation. Mm -hmm. I didn't care because I was doing what I wanted to do. I got my job in radio and I started my career. So I was okay with missing. Then when I got my first master's degree, um, I went to the graduation Mm -hmm. and part of the reason why I went to the graduation was because it was a program that was just newly started with the college Mm -hmm. and some people, and it was, uh, it was online too. So people from all across the country were showing up for graduation. Mm -hmm. So that'd be kind of cool. Nice. And then my other two, I didn't bother. I didn't bother going because one was enough for me. Right. But like you said, it is kind of, it's kind of fun to be a part of. And so, you know, one I missed because my job, the second one I went to, and that was good enough for me. And then mm-hmm. the others, but, but you see the excitement, mm-hmm. you see the anticipation of what life's going to hold mm-hmm. before the reality hits. And then you, um, and, and, and then plus you're celebrating something that is an accomplishment. You know, the, when I talking about Iowa, not to keep going back there, but my first radio job, I was the first guy that the, the boss guy at the time hired outside of the, the local region. Mm. Okay. I came from LA. Okay. And one of the things that he told me why he hired me, was because I had gotten a degree. Mm. Now, my degree wasn't in radio or anything like that, but I had gotten a degree, mm-hmm. a four-year degree. And it showed him that I had the ability to stick with something or start something and stick with it over a period of time. Mm-hmm. And that was, I guess, impressive to him. It kind of rose me to the top of the stack. The wisest move he ever made was hiring me, but that's another story. <laughs> of course. Uh, the no, great son, yes, Edom. Yes. But, <laughs> um, not cover my cup. But no, but, um, but so, but so, so education does have value even beyond just the education itself. You know, mm-hmm. like, okay, you want to get a degree in something because you want to be a counselor or you want to get a degree in something because you want to be a surgeon or you want to get a degree in something because you want to be a lawyer. That's great and fine. But just the fact that you got a degree in something. Well, just the fact that you accomplish school is huge. So they have these ceremonies, like you said, is kind of cool. And for some of the people now, it's kind of like, well, you don't get to have it or you have to have it virtual or you have to have a drive through or you have to do this or that, you know, kind of mm-hmm. dampens the mood, but it should not, the focus of the lack of ceremony mm-hmm. and how that can be a negative, because sometimes we do put a lot of stuff on the ceremony mm-hmm. and the, and the graduation and the, the celebratory ceremony, but it shouldn't negate the excitement for the accomplishment that has been made by the graduates, for example, in this case. Yeah, sometimes we take the ceremony way too far. It's nice to have the the tradition, and it's nice to be able to celebrate. I think there's a lot of emotional um, closure that comes, you know, with celebrating and having ceremonies. So it's a very good thing. But then sometimes we can take it too far and make the ceremony the thing, and then we're forgetting, you know, like you said, the accomplishments or the work or whatever. And I know um, you've told some stories before about weddings and you know i can certainly um relate because you know when you're when you're getting married it's like oh my gosh the day has to be perfect the dress the the decorations the flowers like everything and we put so much emphasis on the day and we don't take nearly as much planning for the rest of you know like how are you going to get along and how how, how are you going to divvy up all of the (laughs) responsibilities and what if we don't agree then what like we don't I guess we're just assuming that that's all going to be fine but but sometimes we just take put so much into that 
Yeah, you mentioned weddings. You know, okay, so I knew from about mid high school when my baseball career was going to not go where I wanted it to go that broadcasting was going to be the next thing. And so one of the biggest fears that people have, and I didn't really have it too much, but I knew I knew I needed to improve upon it, is you know public speaking, fear of the microphone, stuff like that. Wait, you had a fear of microphone? No, I didn't. But that's oh, what people oh. do. People do have a fear of the microphone. <laughs> but, say. but, uh, but so that, but that's the type of thing you have to get over confidence, speaking in front of people, confidence to be able to, you know, pull off what you need to pull off, mm. uh, with a microphone and all this. So one of the things I thought that would be kind of a fun job to do while in college, but also to get me prepared was be a wedding DJ. Now it wasn't just a typical wedding DJ. The company was kind of a high, uh, highfalutin, so to speak, or high class, elegant. Mm-hmm. We had a, a professional singer with mm-hmm. us. So, and so when oh, all the, wow. yeah, so when all the slow songs came on, we didn't just play the records. You play, you, you had the singer sing. Wow. Yeah. So we had a singer wow. and, and it was all, you know, tuxedo. I mean, it was, it was a black and white mm-hmm. fancy DJ company. Uh, we had these cardboard cutout, not cardboard cutout, but these like wood cutouts of a band that we put up. Oh, And sweet. so you had like a drummer. I mean, like it was like, <laughs> it was top notch. Um, and so it was a high class thing. So it wasn't just your normal, you know, no offense, but cheesy DJ stuff. Um, it was high class stuff. So, but one of the things that was required was the, the, the DJ also was the MC. And so you'd have to get out in front of the audience and the people at the ceremony, at the reception, mm-hmm. and you would introduce the bridal party and a grand entrance. You would have to introduce the uh, best man and the maid of honor, or matron of honor, if they were going to speak. Any mm-hmm. any parents, mm-hmm. you had to coordinate with the caterer and stuff for the the cake, the mm-hmm. photographer. Mm-hmm. So you had to do a lot of coordinating. You had to do a lot of on mic stuff, and you had to make sure that you got things right. right. You know, you had to make sure you got the names of all these people. And in Southern California, such a melting pot. <laughs> we're not talking John Smith anymore. <laughs> you know, we're talking yeah. all kinds of names. But again, so that's why I did it. So from that. I was able to improve my mic skills and improve my performance of talking in front of people. But I also saw a lot of brides, because bridezilla is a thing, <laughs> where they kind of ruined the day for themselves because they got excited over the littlest of details. Now, mm-hmm. granted, I understand. It's important. Don't get me wrong. But is it really worth destroying your day because perhaps the cake frosting color isn't the right tint of pink? Yeah. <laughs> and and I've literally had someone yell me out because of that. Or because a song was played during the dance time that you didn't like, but yet there was no indication ever that, you know, I'm not a mind reader. I don't know if you like this song or not. Uh because it was the song that was your song with your ex, you know. Oh no. Way. How do I know what your ex or what your song was with your ex? But because I played it because it's a slow song, people want to dance to it. I don't know. I mean, whatever. And these people would just go off the rails. So funny. And so it got to the point where it's like, dude, just chill out and enjoy the day. You got through the ceremony, you're married. You know, death do your part. Think of that. Uh, and just enjoy the time. And who cares, you know? And then I remember uh, my good friend, my best friend, he got married. And I butchered his wedding. And I didn't really butcher his wedding. But, like, I'm there and I'm, I'm the best man. And I'm trying to do all this stuff. And, and he had some issues with the caterer and, and, and things. So I was trying to put all these problems. And so, like, I butchered the, 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 the song name for his first dance. Oh. And uh, I just made up something. And he looks at me. And I'm just like, he didn't care. Were you, you know? the best man and the DJ yeah, at that wedding? Yeah, I was all encompassing. All encompassing. And, and like I said, there were some issues. So I was trying to <laughs> put out some fires and stuff. And yeah, I mean, I can go on and on about stories about this day. But, um, but again, so like for him, he was like, whatever. He didn't care. And because nobody knew. You know, and Sam was no big deal. Because I just remember him dancing. I said, here's such and such with this song. And he looked at me. And I'm like, he's like. Um, but then other people would get like bent out of shape. Anyway, so. The, the ceremony, the, the point of it is to just 
do we put too much emphasis on it? It was just to have fun and enjoy it Mm -hmm. and to go with the flow because Mm -hmm. much like life, not everything is going to be perfect that we do. Yeah. Sometimes the, the, the traditions, we, we just take too much identity in them. We take too much pressure in them. Like my, um, I guess I can tell the story. My uh, in-laws are Italian. And my mother-in-law is, they're like straight, I mean, full on, you know, immigrant. She's still, she's been in the United States for, I don't know, like 60 some years. And she still has, you know, an a heavy accent, very broken English, um, very steeped in the traditional Italian you know, things. And here I come along. I'm from Ohio. Like (laughs) I don't get along with Italian, you know, my, that's, that's the joke. My husband's Italian and I'm from Ohio. So, um, so then, so when we had kids and the kids were young, I am not, they're Catholic by ceremony, but not necessarily by, how do you say that? By faith or belief, like living it out or whatever. Um, it's something that they do, but not necessarily, who they are cousins are different they're they're more um faithful but for her it was just more something that that's just what you do so um i'm not catholic right so i'm protestant and so when the kids were young all of the cousins were having the um ceremonies in the catholic faith so first is the um baptism right when the baby's an infant so i did do that but then when it came time for um uh, like first communion and putting them in the catechism, is it called catechism? Yeah, catechism. Class? Yeah. yeah. So then I'm like, put a, I put a halt to it. I'm like, no, I'm not doing this. Oh my gosh. You would have thought that I was committing like murder and fraud and, and like participating in a cult. It was ugly. What do you mean? You're not having my grandchildren. And, and she wasn't necessarily, she didn't care. I'm like, well, so you're not interested in their faith. You're not in just interested in the relationship that they have with God or with Jesus or whatever. You just want the ser- you just want the party and the ceremony so that you can say that your grandchildren, I'm like I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not doing that. Sweet lady, I, super. I mean, she would whatever. But we clash in these areas because you know she's kind of the typical overbearing, mm-hmm. you know, Italian mother, and I'm from Ohio. Like we just don't do that. So. Yeah, it was not, and I'm like, okay, I'm not going to do a ceremony simply for the sake of us, just so that we can say that we did it. I'm not doing that because it has meaning, you know, behind it. But man, it was like we were like, my God, what's the matter with you? Like, right? right. <laughs> what's the matter with you? <laughs> what kind of life would they have? I'm like, okay, we're going to just take this a little too far. So yeah, ceremony, we have to stop and think about what it is that we're doing. You know, and and you look on TV. Of course, those are the worst case scenarios when they have the show, the Bridezilla, right. and then the the Kinsinier. Kins, uh, is yeah. that when they're sixteen, or is that when they're young? I think they're fifteen. So, yeah, I think it's the Kinsinier, and then you have like like stories of just horrible, like spending millions of dollars, thousands of dollars, or my and, sweet sixteen. That, that was that's like what a, I'm thinking a, of. My yeah, sweet my sweet. Yeah, I'm like, what planet are we on? Yeah. Yeah, or or how about this? How many times are we disappointed by New Year's Eve? Because the yes. because we're like, oh, it's New Year's Eve, I'm going to do that, and they're like, oh, I'm on the couch and watching that damn done. ball drop again, <laughs> again, you know. And so instead of the excitement of my life. and anticipation of the new year, it's like we're disappointed because we're watching the ball drop, and yeah. Dick Clark is no longer there. Right, um, but Mario's pretty cute, and and uh, what's know. his name? Uh, 
Oh my goodness. Ryan Seacrest. Uh, Ryan Seacrest. Yeah. yeah. But it's like, okay, maybe there's something else that we could be doing so that it's not so disappointing with anticipation of the next year, mm-hmm. which, um, I'm actually looking forward side note, tangential. I'm <laughs> actually looking forward to New Year's Eve this year because the first time I won't have to be in bed at 9 a.m. because I will not be working the Rose Parade. You already know. Oh, because they're not going to have the Rose Parade? I don't know. I just don't work at the school anymore. (gasps) So I won't be, so I won't be getting up at like 3.30 in the morning to do all that. And so I'm actually looking forward to New Year's Eve. So I'm going out with a bang. Uh, It's going to be a big one. 2020. So hopefully it's not going to be a disappointment and you're going to end up on the couch watching the ball drop. No, no. I'm going to do anything (laughs) other but watch that stupid ball drop. In fact, they might even have a ball drop for all we know. It's true. I mean, or they might drop it and just not allow people People to congregate in Times Square. But anyways, so, um, but yeah, so, so just even something like that, you know, where the ceremony gets lost or Thanksgiving, you know, Thanksgiving, I know that for in my house, or in my family, like I said, everybody's scattered. Mm-hmm. And so the family unit is getting smaller and smaller. Mm-hmm. And so the grand Thanksgiving dinners that we used to have with the family aren't really there anymore. And so now it's like, hey, do you want to go to a restaurant? Yeah, let's go to a restaurant. <laughs> no, okay. It's like not the same thing, but yeah. it's like, why not? Why spend all this time for a couple of people when we just go eat See, and then now, have the grocery or is the grocery the shopping, the cleaning? Thing. We have yeah. the same thing. Like it's gotten smaller and smaller and smaller. I still... Really? I, I, yeah. It, like sometimes it's just literally the four, uh, four of us. Okay. Maybe my mom. So there's five of us. Um, sometimes my sister and the kids are there. Sometimes they're not. Even if yeah, even if it's just the four of us. Yeah, I do the turkey, the mashed potatoes, the stuffing, the green beans, mm. the casserole, the sweet potato. Like y- we do the whole, and then we eat for a week. I see. Now that's something you bring this up. I cannot have Thanksgiving without. If there's not mashed potatoes right. and stuffing and turkey on the table, it's not Thanksgiving. Really? I wow. can't. Yeah. That's one that I hold like, no, we have to have these specific, you know, things on the table. See, as I've gotten older, the significance of the ceremonial stuff, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, whatever, is becoming less mm-hmm. for me because mm-hmm. I just, it's, it's a fleeting moment. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been around enough. It's a fleeting moment. But what isn't fleeting is the unit, the people that you're with. So like the gathering. So again, mm-hmm. not to give away secrets, but last Christmas I was taking a lot of videos and pictures because as the family gets older, mm-hmm. will my parents be there the next one? Right. So now that is more important to me than the mm-hmm. actual anything else. So it's like, I forget what it was, but you know, Christmas Eve was a huge traditional thing. Well, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, Christmas Eve wasn't going to work out. And so mm-hmm. it was like, well, let's do it the 23rd. Okay. Let's get together the 23rd because it works out. So again, we got together and that was fine, but it wasn't the Christmas Eve that we used to. So it was a little different, but then it was just coming together and being together. That was the important thing. So when you look at the graduation, the success of the student Mm -hmm. accomplishing an academic goal and then being able to celebrate it. Okay. You might not have the ceremony, but you could still probably celebrate it in a different fashion. Um, if you're having a wedding, maybe, you know, you want to check and got through the ceremony. Now you're married. Yeah. You want the reception to be fine, but you know what? Maybe it's okay to just sit back and go with the flow and just have Mm -hmm. fun with it. Mm -hmm. You know, if we focus on the not like the more important aspect, maybe, Mm -hmm. and that's fine. If you want to go, you know, all out, don't get me wrong. I'm not even saying that's bad. Well, I think even now they just don't have the choice to go all out. Well, now they don't like the weddings. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel, and again, I feel bad. I feel bad for the graduates and I feel bad for the people getting married my cousin's getting married tomorrow um and she it's going to be like an online mm-hmm. i'm sure that the local people will be there but um they're going to do it online so that we can all participate but like with like a bride like you think about having this grand wedding you know a lot of times 100 people 200 people right. and you just can't do that so it's like oh like it's 
like we we kind of have this mindset. Well, it's not as important, or it's not we it's not going to have as much weight because we're showing it online, or because no, my cousin didn't say that. I, I'm just saying, right? Yeah, like it's the chatter, different. like um, in general, the conversations in general um, lately because of all these weddings that are are being postponed or canceled mm-hmm. or changed or whatever. It's a disappointment because you think you know you're going to be the you know the star of the day and you have the dress and all the stuff and then there's no hoopla i guess you know they're not as big of a hoopla so then it's it's which which is important the hoopla and stuff it is important but but when you really think about it what's more important is it the fact that you're coming together and getting married with the love of your life which according to stats you'll be divorced in five years um um, or is it the fact that you got a bunch of people staring at you all day. I mean, you know, so where's your priority, so to speak? Oh, you know, staring you know? at me all day yeah, for sure. No. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. That's the, that's the thing. And that's why it becomes a big deal. Like now when we don't have the ceremonies and you have to have it online or right. you have to do this no... or you have to do that. Um, yeah. Why don't you, you know, that's the problem. Um, it, you know, it's, and so and that's like with the, uh, now with the awards, I don't know what they're going to do with, I think we got through award season. So I don't think there's any awards season until we, did next. We have we had the Oscars. I think we got through awards season, right? And they're I don't probably, watch them. They're probably all like. So I think we got through awards season. Thank goodness that the lockdown didn't yeah. happen until after. But I, you know, like something like that going away. Now it'd be. We could go back to the old days when they used to just have like a, um, in the very beginning of Oscar when they started doing the Oscars, like, it was just a the big ones video yeah. moment. Oh right. In the very early, early days of the Oscars, they didn't invite an audience to come oh, and yeah. watch. It was just like a recorded, like, here's your award, right. here's your award. Okay, thanks for, yeah. you know. But do we really need the Oscars anymore? That's a whole other topic. That's um, a whole other topic. Yes. And But again, you're celebrating something. So, yeah, so people have put away. In fact, I just got together recently, not too long ago. Um, see that tangential recently, not too long ago. Um, I don't even know what the topic is anymore, but go ahead. No, but no, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it. but he, um, he, he was an animator for like how to train your dragon and a bunch of things. And yeah. he's been a lifelong animator. And we were talking about the accomplishments of the, sh- the, the movies and stuff, but he was telling me, you know, like he got to the point now in his career where any animated fight scene. So in how to train your dragon, the animated fight scene was going to be very difficult, so they would call him to do the difficult animations. Mm. Okay, so he was telling me the process. Okay, so he would study hawks. Mm-hmm. He would study other flying animals, mm-hmm. um, that birds, I guess, that would maybe see how he could get this dragon to interact. Mm-hmm. So the work that went into it that isn't even animating mm-hmm. to try to get this creature to move in a fashion that is recognizable by the human eye, right. that's realistic, and all the research, the research that went into it. Yeah. So, yes, we should be able to recognize those people that do that because it is a great talent. Mm-hmm. The, you know, the actors that act, that's a great talent. You know, So if you have a wedding and it's a big deal and because you want the person to celebrate life now that's starting over with somebody new or you've just finished school and you've accomplished this thing. So it is extremely important mm-hmm. to have these things because if you take a look at it, I mean, think about the graduates. All the work that they went into, late night studying, you know, the cramming for sessions, the, you mm-hmm. know, you know, I know, I've known a couple of people that have called me up, you know, late at night, hey, I've got a final, I've got a test due in an hour, can you help me? Or, or even recently people have asked me to help with papers, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, I need to have a paper on Ebola, can you help me, you know, find some research, you know? <laughs> and so the, the work that they're going through 
mm-hmm. is quite significant. That's quite an accomplishment. We mm-hmm. sometimes just scuff it off because we're used to here in America getting an education. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, oh, no big deal. You got an education. But no, the work that they put into yeah, it is a very huge. Big deal. And I think community recognizing that, I think that's the other part of it. Like we can joke around and say, yeah, we want to be the star for the day and everybody's staring at our dress for the day, you know, at a wedding. But in all reality, I mean, these are milestones, you know, the education, the wedding. I mean, these are really big deals. And it's important to have our community, our core community around us to help us celebrate that. And it's not as festive, you know, when you don't have your community supporting you and, you know, enjoying the moment with you and making a big deal mm-hmm. of it. It's difficult. But see, I think too, and I don't know of them haven't been in this situation being a bride, but, you know, that walking down the aisle with your father. Right. Huge, right? It's a huge, huge. deal. And so when your father's not there, mm-hmm. okay, that is a significant moment, you know? And so again, so there are things like that that are important that maybe some people are now missing out on because they, they've dreamt all their life of their dad walking down the aisle or maybe a stepfather or maybe, you know, another fatherly figure, whoever it might be. And so those moments are huge, mm-hmm. you know, or a first generation student going through college who came here and now they're the first person ever to go through college. And so to be able to walk across the stage and get a diploma, yeah. you know, that's huge. Stuff like that should be accomplished uh, and celebrated because mm-hmm. it's an accomplishment. So it is it is difficult when we have a situation where we lock down because of something that we can't control right now and, and we make these decisions and people miss out on the celebrations. But to focus completely on the ceremony itself, I think – is that New Year's Eve thing. Oh, I'm disappointed because. Well, you know what? You shouldn't be because maybe there's alternative ways for you to celebrate. Maybe there's alternative ways for you to, you know, I know some people that, uh, some family that were having a uh, graduation ceremony later in July. Mm-hmm. And, and a couple of people, uh, family member, a couple of friends, you know, that they all kind of went to school together. They're all going to come together and we're going to have like a, we're going to have our own graduation. Mm-hmm. Ceremony, and the reason why I know this is because I'm going to MC it. Uh, I get to graduate everybody. The power vested within me makes yes. you an adult. No, but so you know, there's other creative ways that you just have to do. You know, and so I think that's the other thing too. You can think of new things mm-hmm. and new ways to celebrate, and maybe some of those new ways mm-hmm. and some of those new things become new traditions. Are better, yeah. I think, and it's it's realigning our expectations. We have so many expectations of how things are supposed to go and how we've envisioned them to go for so many years. We're looking forward to a certain thing. So we have this expectation that it's going to be, you know, A, B, and C, and then you all of a sudden are in a pandemic and a lockdown, and you're like, okay, it's obviously not going to play out. So being able to adjust our expectations are better. Um, you know, I had my birthday, you know, in the month of April. We had Mother's Day in May. Um, both of those were completely different. Like there were, we were like in the heavy lockdown at that time. And, um, which means that there was even shipping, even to, you know, get a present online and to have it shipped was like not happening because there's everything was just completely locked down everywhere. And so there were no gifts. So I didn't get any birthday presents. I didn't get any of the typical, you know, we didn't go out to eat, you know, all this typical celebration that we did. But in a lot of ways, I think always it was the best birthday that I ever had. Because it was just my family, just the four of us, and we had a little picnic and um, uh, went over and sat in some grass somewhere and had a picnic, and we were just together, and 
it was like so fun. We played music, which we never do. You know, we made cook some things out in the kitchen together and it was a, such a beautiful, um, night. It was way better than, than, you know, like, okay, we got to go out to dinner and we got to get presents. We got to do all this stuff. Like all of that was gone and it was just us and it was just being together. And it was, I think it was the best birthday I've ever had. So I think that's maybe one of the things to learn is that sometimes, in life, if we just slow down mm-hmm. and we stop and smell the roses, so to speak, mm-hmm. then maybe we realize that the rat race we've been running called live, trying to keep up with first the Joneses, now the Kardashians, um, <laughs> so true. is is like, wait a minute, Not this is a rat race. Get me yeah. off this Ferris wheel or this, you know, uh, this uh, whatever you're on. Mm-hmm. And we start to realize that maybe there's some other things. Um, you know, you think about, not, you know, we talked last time or maybe it was between uh shows whatever but about um night of elegance you know going out yeah. you know and so oftentimes that's great because we've missed out on some of those things that we're accustomed to mm-hmm. but did our lives get caught up in all that you know right. did our lives get caught up and that's what we live for instead of the little things instead mm-hmm. of the family unit getting back to family you know you mentioned having just the four of you with the birthday dinner that means more to you than all the other stuff because it was just the family unit you got to be there with the people mm-hmm. that you love and mm-hmm. who love you supposedly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, so that's the thing. So when you get that unit, that close unit of people, whether it's a wedding where now you maybe have just a few people with you and then the rest is online and not the thousands of people gawking at you and uh, gossiping about your dress. And then, you know, <laughs> whatever it is, you know, yeah. birthdays, whatever you, but you get those people that are there mm-hmm. And maybe that becomes the significant thing because now you just brought it back to, you stripped it all down to the bare essentials. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, the car business, when you strip the car down to the very, the primer, and then you start to build it back up, you've taken a wrecked car and now you've built it back up to, you know, depending on the type of car, you restored this, you know, classic and made it a beauty or you return the car to what it should look like, mm-hmm. but you had to strip it down and rebuild it. And maybe that's what we're doing with life. We're, re- we're stripping down all the nonsense and we're starting to realize that, hey, wait a minute, I don't need all this. Mm-hmm. This is what I need right here. And as we build back up, you know, the, the comment new normal, whatever that is, you know, maybe that includes more time with family, maybe more time spending together, less time running around and doing all the you know craziness and maybe focusing more on instead of ceremonial things or still having ceremonial things, but maybe reducing it down to something a little bit more meaningful. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you know, does anybody remember what, what kind of cake you had? I don't know, maybe you do. I don't know. Uh, Chocolate. It, uh, there you go, see? <laughs> does anybody remember? You know, but that's the thing. You're going to remember <laughs> the good things and you're going to forget about the bad things. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and it's unfortunate that it takes um, an illness, a serious worldwide illness and, and all the stuff happening, you know, with the, um, civil rights stuff right now. It's unfortunate that it takes tragedies and major, um, upheavals in, in our society to get our attention. Because that, because that's just, that's just a comic, like any type of gardener, anybody that plants anything will tell you that you have to prune the, the flowers or prune the plants in order to make them stronger so that they'll grow, you know, taller and produce more fruit. Right. It's also a biblical concept, you know, um, you know, Jesus, you know, God prunes us, you know, corrects us in order to make us better and stronger. And so that we're getting a huge pruning right now, you know, in society. Well, hair too, you got to cut your hair because <laughs> then it grows, right? Yes. So yeah, there's a lot based in cutting yes. to grow. Uh, you know, you, you, you trim, for 
growth. Right, which is why I hate shaving my legs because right. it grows back. Oh, well. I'm like, okay, this is not like the more I <laughs> The more you shave, the faster it grows. Like I don't like what is I don't like that. No, no comment, no comment on that whatsoever. Uh, but, uh. but 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 like you said, okay. Think about it this way. Unfortunately, a lot of people have unexpectedly died through this. Awful. Yes. So, and any any death is a tragic. I mean, I think of my best friend, or you know, Chris. He's one of my good best friends. When he died. Um, it was a car accident, so it was sudden, unexpected. Okay. Uh, we expected, you know, to have him around for a lifetime. Mm-hmm. Didn't happen. Um, COVID, people probably got sick and died. That was unexpected. Mm-hmm. We thought they'd be around for a mm-hmm. lifetime. And a lot of people didn't get to say goodbye because exactly. they went in the hospital. Exactly. They couldn't go. They got a ventilator. Goodbye. Like, and so, happen. and so again, then what it comes back to in life, what is most important? Mm hmm. You know, what is the thing that is most important? We get caught up oftentimes in a lot of stuff, a lot of politics, a lot of fun, a lot of, you know, uh, not clubs, but, uh, but groups, social groups and cliques. And we have yeah. to live according to the standard and, and all this. But what it's is exhausting? It, but yeah. So what does it really come down to? Mm-hmm. So maybe as we start to kind of rebuild, you know, maybe it starts with the family, getting back together with that family unit, whatever that might be. Maybe it's then getting back to with just a core group of friends and developing that and fostering that relationship. And then really sitting there and realizing, okay, what's important? What is necessary? What can I do away with? And how can I simplify life so that I can get more out of it? So that then if the people I'm with start to unfortunately move on and pass on because we get older in life for whatever reason, there's no regret. Mm-hmm. There's no, you know what? I spent time with them. I was with them. I invested in, the, in their life. They invested in mine. And yes, it's a tragedy, but it's okay. Mm-hmm. Or if we're on our deathbed, there's no regret, you know. And so maybe that's something that we can start looking for because I know last time, last episode, we talked about, you know, kind of the golden rule, treating others as we'd want to be treated. But maybe it's also valuing others as we would want to be valued. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk about the wedding. Mm-hmm. We want everyone to look at us, and that's great. But now how are we looking on them the mm-hmm. same way as we want people to look on us? Are we right. valuing people as we want to be valued? Right. And so maybe that's the thing that we can start doing because that might also affect change too. We might start valuing things that are more important and still enjoying the superficial, but valuing that which is more important, which could be the people in our lives rather than the things in our lives. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the, you know, I always talk about, um, Looking, you know, being grateful, not for a situation, but being grateful in a situation. And I'm really grateful in this time that that things are being stripped away so that we can get back to a little bit more. Oh, okay, wait a minute. (laughs) What's more important here? You know, because, man, it is especially out here in, in Los Angeles. It's fast. It's really, it's a fast pace. And then you go to New York and it's even faster. Right. But there's so many events and so many um you know, like you said, keeping up, you know, with everybody there, especially when you have kids and sports and, and, um, extracurricular stuff that, you know, going on at school and there's just so, it's like so much, you got to get this person a gift and that, but you got to do this ceremony and there's just so much noise, you know, a lot of times and we get caught up in that. And one of the, I'm really grateful for this time of like, okay, it's all that expectation is off the table. We don't have to run around and be, you know, crazy right now. We can just relax 
And it is a stripping down. I mean, literal, right? Like I was joking last mm-hmm. week about, mm-hmm. you know, getting my hair finally, you know, getting the gray away and, and my nails are gone and, um, like every, like just all of that, you know, physical stuff that we pay attention to all the time is slowly is just like, no, nope, take it away, take it away, take it away, take it away, take away the gifts and the parties and the, you know, and where it's a slower paced graduation. It's a smaller wedding. Yeah, and then you go to Nebraska and time stands still. <laughs> and you go to Iowa and you step back in time. Did you watch the grass grow when you were there? No. <laughs> you don't sit no. in, in, in the yard and no. uh, the bugs are flying around? No. And- <laughs> I'm entirely way too uh, creative for that. Um, no, but um, but so, yeah, so that's the thing. It's like, and so when we so when we sit there and we're looking at some of these things, you know, maybe instead of looking at it from a negative perspective, we can look at the positive side of it. Because that's the thing, too, is perspective. You know, I've been talking to a guy through social media that I've known for a while on some of the events, and we go back and forth on social media, and everything, no matter what is posted, it's negative. Mm. It's negative, negative, negative. Mm. And it's after a while, it's like, you know, I don't like defending people, but, dude, it's almost like you got to go. Yeah, because, like an Eeyore. Yeah, because, like, come on, man. You know, is there anything good? Yeah. I finally suggested he move to Chaz um, <laughs> because maybe he'd be more happy there in complete anarchy and chaos. Um, but it's just like at some point you get too negative and that's your mindset. Your mm-hmm. mindset is negative, negative, negative. And yeah. so that's all you become. You become consumed with it. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking at some of these ceremonies and you're looking at some of the things that we're missing out on, if that's all you're focusing on is the missed the ceremony, loss, yeah. the loss, that's going to consume you. But if you start looking at the positive side of it, the graduation, or the fact that you are getting married, that someone actually loves you enough to want to spend the rest of your life with you, mm-hmm. or at least for the next five years, um, then you know you never know what's going to. Uh, that's the focus, you know, to, to focus on, and then maybe the positive comes from that. Mm-hmm. And so it's just something that is is just kind of interesting. And I do want to say that that like I totally agree with what you just said. I want to make sure people don't miss a step in there, though. We do need to grieve. Like there is a loss, and we do need to grieve the loss. But what you are saying is that then you move on from it and look at like, okay, we d- this is what we don't have, but what do we have? And what can we celebrate? And what um, can we do in this time? You know, because people have a tendency to get stuck in the loss and all they look at is the negative. And part of the reason for that is because we don't grieve it. We're, we get this like, oh, this is awful. You know, I'm losing out. I can't believe I, I'm not going to be able to do this. Those are legitimate feelings, but we have to grieve them so that we can move on and be like, okay, then I got to be grateful for what I do have. And so it's not a like um, everything that you said, I totally agree with, but it's, I don't want people to hear it as like a um, kumbaya, right. like, oh, I'm just going to be positive. Like yeah. um, we want to be real with our, you know, our emotions and grieve because it is sad. It's like we're, we're missing out on a lot, but there is a lot that, um, we do have, and, and we're not nearly in a situation that we were, you know, in earlier, um, decades and, you know, of our country's history. So, um, I think grieving what we're losing is important on many different levels and then moving on to be like, okay, what can I be grateful for? And, and really being, because you're right, the wedding ceremony, I mean, you're going to be married forever, hopefully. Or five years. Or five years. But that's the thing. Then after, I don't know who you're going to marry, but I. But, the, but then that's the thing. After, but, but then again, it's like you, you take a look at some of the stuff. I know some people that 
and I don't know, maybe it's different for you, but have that been married for many years and like, yeah, you know, we should have just went like to the Vegas or something and saved all that money mm-hmm. and, and invested in buying a house or, you know, mm-hmm. got a better honeymoon or, you know, spent at something because after a while it's like they look back and like, man, all those people just mooched and leached off of us for like a $50 plate or a hundred dollar plate, whatever weddings go for. Mm-hmm. And they got nothing out of it. You know, there's like no lasting value. Um, but yeah, you know, that's a side note. Um, but so anyway, so I don't know. It was just kind of funny. And then like I remember one time recently, I guess it was been a few months now. Um, the My Pillow guy, you know, he got up and was given a, a speech at the White House, and and he was talking about reflection. You know, reflecting on the things that we do have. Mm-hmm. And like you said, once you grieve the process, you can reflect on the things that you have mm-hmm. and the things that are still there. And then because again, you are a part of history, so. If you have kids, maybe you tell your kids when they ask, how was graduation? Oh, well, you know what? It was about this time. And now it stands out mm-hmm. because when I graduated and many years after that, everyone has the same graduation stories. Well, what's your graduation story? Well, you know what? We didn't have a graduation ceremony or we had to drive in a car. You know, you now have your I walked up mm-hmm. hill in six feet of snow in a blizzard <laughs> both ways to go to school story when you graduation. And the younger people listening are going to be like, what? Yeah. That's what our parents told us. That, but you have know, a graduation you story. How good you have it. A wedding story, <laughs> something that is unique and different from everybody else. Yeah. And so that's something maybe to look at as perspective because, again, yeah. you never know. But I don't know. It was just kind of interesting that uh, when you get together with the family, you get together with a unit that you've been around for a long time and then you – disperse and then you come back together you realize especially coming out of times that we've been coming through with the pandemic and the mm-hmm. the racism and things like that you know that the value of that unit the value of that family the value of that close group of people that are really there for you through thick and thin is really important to have because it kind of refreshes you it, you can talk to them about things you can go through the whole gamut with things you might not always agree with them um, especially when you get those people that marry into the family <laughs> <laughs> the outliers. My cousins should have chose more wisely, but just saying. No. Um, but you know, so you get these, you get you you get that unit that's still there, and and you start to then value that as opposed to the other things. Because if we hadn't had this lockdown, I don't know if anybody would have gotten together. We would have been able to get together, you know, because mm-hmm. everyone was free, right? And so, oh, we're free. Let's get together. Yeah. So again, we, we, so, or we don't get to go on family vacation because I think, um, my cousin from Oregon, I think this was their family vacation. Um, and granted, going to Nebraska is not a family vacation, <laughs> but again, they got to see the family. Okay. Yeah. So again, perspective. And so again, the value of seeing family over going some other exotic place mm-hmm. at this particular time was huge because it came at the right time. And so I don't know. It just seems like, you know, if we have a different perspective and we look at the value of things, mm-hmm. And we hold everything in that perspective with that value system, mm-hmm. then we can take things in stride a little bit more and still grieve, you know, the, the loss, mm-hmm. but still put perspective because after all, four years down the road, if you just graduated high school, maybe two years, maybe there's another graduation waiting for you because you went to mm-hmm. college mm-hmm. or maybe you got a job and there's a promotion somewhere down the line or, you know, a number of other things yeah. that then you can use. Yeah you know, for your ceremonial celebration. Yeah. When we clear away the clutter, it allows us to see things that were probably there, but we just didn't recognize it. So, so it's great. I mean, your, your family got together and they wouldn't, um, maybe you wouldn't have done that, you know, otherwise, but it all, it seems like a surprise, but then it also seems like, well, we, you know, why didn't we, you know, right. cause my family, we haven't had a, in, in Ohio, we haven't had a reunion in quite some time. Um, everybody's busy and, and 
different reasons, you know, and whatever. And it's sad. It makes me sad, you know, um, that we haven't all been together in a while. Um, so it's, it's nice that these, these times give us a chance to recalibrate and regroup and, and, um, see things, you know, in a different light. Yeah. And so, you and you never know what the you know end result's going to be. Like you said, if you prune things in the garden to make it grow, maybe the pruning of life is going to spawn new growth mm-hmm. more than you ever thought you would have imagined. But boy, we do not like that pruning. No, no, not one bit. <laughs> it's painful I mean, to I, be pruned. <laughs> yeah. If I can use the analogy, okay, you know, I was teaching at a college for a while and, um, and my contract ran out, so it wasn't renewed. So I parted ways with the school. And initially, you know, you think, oh, that's a bad thing because it was a good job. It could have potentially been a lifetime job, um, paid well, benefits, et cetera. But now that I look at my life, you know, some months later, I start to think it's like, wow, the things that I've done in the past three months. Mm-hmm. Now, I love the students. And I love teaching the students. And it was great investing in their lives. Mm-hmm. But the overall general being a part of that particular program and institution, the stuff that I've done now is actually more fulfilling and I think more impacting because there's potential to even impact the students that I was working with beyond the college, right. you know, and give them something hopefully more beyond the college. And there's no constraints right. of a college or an institution saying, I can't do things because these are the parameters you have to live in. Right. And you know, my rule about the box, you know, oh, yeah. you've, got, you've got the box right here and yeah. we're supposed to live in this box, but what about the whole canvas? Why can't we live on the whole canvas? But society sticks us in a box and says, yeah. this is what you can do. Do not put son in a box. Do not put me in a box. <laughs> um, because again, there's a whole lot more that we can do outside that box. Yeah. And so it's so a pruning. So yeah, it sucks because now I've been pruned in life, so to speak, with everything. But now where's the growth going to come from? Mm-hmm. And, and as you know, you know, with anything, as the growth continues to get bigger and better, there's going to be some shaping and mm-hmm. there's going to be some trimming and there's going to be some other, you know, changes necessary. So it's not just like, oh, prune and uh, beautiful. Mm-hmm. There's a process. But I think that process or like a, uh, if you want to put it as a caterpillar goes into the cocoon and comes out as a butterfly, the end result is the butterfly. And so you just got to stick with the process and you stick with that. And you never know what the end's going to be like. And so, yeah. Yeah. So it's, and it's hard to do because, because when we are like when getting pruned means literally like if they're going to prune a flower, it's cut. It's a cut on the flower. It's cutting off the dead leaves or the dead branches and it's trimming back. And so these are all, um, not nice, you know, things that maybe we have to check our attitude. We have to check our, our beliefs, our, um, our prejudices, you know, all types of things that we have to um, be aware of and check ourselves, and it's painful. You know, I mentioned to you, it's like um, a couple weeks ago with all this um, stuff coming out, you know, with the civil rights, and I'm like, man, it's painful to realize that I have been a part of the problem. My apathy is part of the problem. My thinking that, okay, yeah, that's horrible, but I don't have to deal with that in my life, that is a bad attitude, and that is making me part of the problem and, and, and perpetuating that. And so I did not feel good. That was a pruning that I had to go through during this time. And it felt ugly and awful. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like how could I, um, be so apathetic, you know, all the time. Did I think it was horrible? Yes. And did I actively, you know, say things to people? No, I don't treat people. I'm not mean to people, but did I accept what was going on with my silence? Yes. And did I not question things? Yes. 
And so pruning is a, is a process that is painful and it's sometimes ugly and it makes us feel embarrassed and guilty and ashamed and, um, or sometimes it's just, you know, realigning our expectations or, um, you know, the visions that we have for things, but it doesn't feel good. It's a, it's a, and a lot of times we don't want to be pruned. And so we make excuses or we blame or we deny or we, um, skirt the issue. We just put it under the rug because it just feels so ugly and so painful. And we just doesn't like, so we just do anything we can to get out of it. That's the people that never grow. The people that don't embrace the change, the people that don't embrace that pruning process, they're the ones that remain stagnant and then ultimately, um, don't grow and just stay stuck in their, in their ways that are very destructive and dysfunctional. But, um, if we embrace the pruning and if we embrace the process of, of being like, yeah, I was wrong. I'm participating in this and that was just completely wrong. And, oh man, I feel like a complete idiot and, um, not that we have to pour shame on ourselves, but if we embrace the fact, you know, parts of us need to be cut off, right? And so that part of me needed to go away and um, it's painful. But if we embrace it and move towards it and be like, okay, I'm going to encourage it. I'm going to allow myself to be pruned. I'm going to learn something. I'm going to be different. I'm going to grow from this. I'm going to, you know, be a part of the solution in my individual little sphere that is when we can move on and we, we don't, we can grieve that and then move on and be like, okay, my expectation can be different. I can enjoy this in a different way. I can live in a different way. I, you know, that's when we, then we can be grateful no matter where we are. And nothing solves life's issues like a good pair of shoes. That's right. The boots. <laughs> They're made for walking. They're going to walk all over you. <laughs> or they're good for standing in stuff. That's right. Help you stand. So, hey, we're a Two Steps Ahead podcast highlighting the stuff we've stepped in so you don't have to. and and uh, Or like we have amended it, standing in, because we're standing in a lot of stuff right now, too, and, yes. and learning from it. And, we need to be pruned. And so uh, it's a good growth. <laughs> growth is good. Um, you can find us on Instagram. At Two Steps Ahead Podcast, mm-hmm. TWO, Two Steps Ahead Podcast. And my Instagram is at Edem Rocks, E I D E M R O C K S. And so in both of those, mine and on Two Steps Ahead, if you go to the link in the bio, it's the same link basically, it'll take you to the same place. It brings up some options. And the options, you can go to YouTube and watch us on YouTube. You can listen to us on Spotify, or you can listen to us on um, SoundCloud and download it and take it with you. And then there's also a swag shop where you can click on the swag shop. It takes you to a store, and you can buy Two Steps Ahead merchandise, or you can uh, find other merchandise there that Tara will tell you about in a moment. And then also, if those things aren't your cup of tea, we're also on IGTV. You can just Google Two Steps Ahead Podcast, and we pop up, or Apple Podcast, Pandora, all those usual spots. But uh, you can find us everywhere. And for you, your Instagram is... So I am on Instagram at Tara Hoke Shiro. T-A-R-A-H-O-K-E-S-C-H-I-R-O. And I also have a link on my bio, and that will take you straight to my website where you can um, see all of the YouTube videos. There's also some SoundCloud links on there if you like to listen. And then the swag shop is also there. So you can buy my T-shirt because I'm the favorite co-host. Don't buy Sons. Or you can buy a mug or any type of uh, 
swag for the show. Um, I also have some really great t-shirts about social distancing and hugging from six feet apart and loving you with my heart. So all of those really great um, styled shirts are on my website. So you can go to my Instagram or you can go straight to my website, tarashiro.com. And you can see her on TikTok at <laughs> Terribly Awkward. I am Terribly Awkward on TikTok. TikTok. TikTok, TikTok. Um, so, yeah, so we're pretty much everywhere. So uh, do tell a friend. And you never know, with the uh, with the summer coming up, maybe there's a, a mug. Maybe you're going to see your dad later or a father figure later. Maybe a mug or maybe a T-shirt for the grad or you never know. Maybe some cool stuff. And there's more stuff coming, too, so yes. keep that in mind. Hey, we are Two Steps Ahead Podcast. Highline the stuff we've stepped in so you don't have to. Uh, let yourself be great. Take your passion. Make it happen. Be kind one to another, and don't be an a-hole. <laughs> and uh, thanks for listening, and do tell a friend, and we'll see you next time. Thanks, guys, for joining in. <laughs>